My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another podcast episode. It is the end of the year, and as I'm recording this, it's the day after Christmas. And a lot of times I feel like the new year is the fresh start, but this year I feel like the day after Christmas is just a fresh start, a beginning of a new year. And I wanted to start off this fresh start with a podcast episode. And the topic of this podcast is surrounding the idea of forgiveness but the reason that i wanted to bring up this podcast at this point in time at the beginning of a new year is because i think that a fresh start starts with a clean slate and what better way to have a clean slate by hearing a message of forgiveness how much god loves us how much he did for us so that we can have freedom to live life on purpose so that's what this podcast episode is going to be about today God's view on forgiveness, and it was actually inspired by my pastor at Gateway Church in Scottsdale in Tempe, just in Arizona. His name is Preston Morris, and he gave this wonderful sermon a few weeks ago. I talked about the sermon in my past podcast episode that I would do in a future podcast episode on this sermon that he gave, and today is the day to share the mementos from that sermon that he had and all of the truths, and I'm going to be kind of sharing the impactful points of the sermon, three main takeaways, and then three life applications, and I'm also going to be quoting a large chunk of what Preston said in the sermon. So that's really what this episode is going to be about, the idea of starting off a fresh year with a fresh start, but understanding that God really wants us to feel free, he wants us to feel forgiven, so that we're not burdened down by anything in life, so that we really could live on fire for him. But before I go into the podcast episode content, I want to talk about my favorite song, and it's usually my favorite song of the week, but actually this song I've been loving for I think about two months, and it's called Champion by Bethel Music. Anyone who sees me often or knows me personally knows that I am just in love with this song. The lyrics from it are so impactful and it strengthens me every day. I wake up every morning and I listen to this song. I probably listen to this song five times a day and it's wonderful. And I'm going to be sharing with you the chorus and the lyrics they read and I hope they really impact you as much as they've impacted me. And so the song is, You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand. Undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated, with the one who has conquered it all. And this really has spoken to me for a long time because it's hard for us to 
handle life on our own sometimes. It can be hard for us to handle guilt and shame and need forgiveness. It can be hard for us to handle all the responsibilities in life. And life is filled with surprises, good and bad, but we don't know they're coming. And it's hard for us to manage things out of our control. And the reason why I love this song is because it applies to so many different aspects of our life. My three favorite parts of this chorus that I just shared was, I am who you say I am, giants fall when you stand, you crown me with confidence. And I love the idea that in a way life is a journey and there's going to be battles on our journey, but God has already defeated it all. And so there's nothing in our life that he can't help us overcome because he's already defeated it. And actually, this song played after Preston gave his sermon a couple weeks ago, and it tied so well with his message. And as I talk about this message, and as I talk about this idea of forgiveness and how my pastor really worded it, I really want you to remember these three points from this song. I am who you say I am, giants fall when you stand, and you crown me with confidence. And I'm going to be linking the song to just a YouTube clip of the song in the podcast notes. And so please click it if you want encouragement, if you want to start your day or end your day or listen to it in the middle of the day and have an encouraging note, whatever time of day you listen to it, please do because I really think it's going to encourage you a lot. Now I want to touch on my God's Got You moment of the week. I think it really is family time this holiday. My mom and dad absolutely love when my brother and I come home, have special intentional time with them, and it really is so refreshing to hang out with the people that love you the most. Whether the people that love you the most are your biological family, they're your friends, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your uncle, your aunt, your grandparents, whatever it is, spending time with the people you consider family, it really does recharge you and it honestly has recharged me so much especially in this busy season and I'm really thankful for them and I could really see God's love to the people he's put in my life. So that's my God's Got You moment of the week. I would love to hear yours because I think it's so important for us to share how God is working in our lives with each other because that offers encouragement and it helps us relate to each other on a deeper connection. So if you have a God's Got You moment of the week, please email me or DM me your God's Got You moment and I will share it in the next podcast episode. My Instagram link and my email will be in the show notes down below. Now let's dive right into the episode content all about what I think God's view of forgiveness is as well as some of the main takeaways from this impactful sermon message I heard from church a few weeks ago. And what I actually did was I listened to Gateway Church's podcast, and every week they release the recording of the past sermon. So I'll be linking this sermon from Preston in podcast form in a link in the show notes below. But what I did is I listened to the podcast. I wrote down word for word what Preston said. I did this for two reasons. First of all, I wanted it in my journal because it's something great to look back on and have encouragement and feel uplifted by it. But second of all, I also did it because I wanted to make a podcast episode out of it because it was so impactful. So I'm going to be paraphrasing a few things that Preston said, as well as share different quotes from the sermon, as well as takeaways and way that, ways that we could apply this sermon to our lives. So Preston started off the sermon saying that he had a picture in his head this week all about communion. And the picture was this. You were standing in the middle of this circle, and you were surrounded by a pack of scary dogs. Fangs were popping out of their mouths. They were drooling. They wanted to hurt you. And you were in this circle, in the middle of it. 
But the interesting thing was that the dogs were on a leash. And when you were in this circle, the dogs seemed closer than they actually were, and they seemed scarier than they actually were. And a way that we could relate this analogy to real life is that there's oftentimes a lot of scary things in our path. But more times than not, we make them scarier in our heads than they actually are. And most of the time, they are tied down to a leash. There's a certain boundary on them. But despite that, we're still scared of these obstacles, these struggles, and these trials that come our way. Preston read Psalms 23. And he also added his own points of reference in it and a few other bits of his own paraphrasing. But I want to read it verbatim how he read it because I thought he read it so beautifully and he really made Jesus real to the audience. So Psalm 23 reads, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside the most peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. Why? Bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why? How is it possible with all these dogs surrounding me? But I will not be afraid, for you are close behind me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. And then Preston wrote out this picture, at least he painted the picture, of verse 5 of Psalm 23, and he said, In the circle, surrounded by dogs, you prepare a feast for me, a table for me, a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me and follow me all the days of my life. And my response, Lord, is that I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And what I thought was so beautiful about Preston's depiction of this section in Psalms is that even despite the enemies surrounding us, even though we have a lot of trials, even though there's so many things that we can't control, God prepares a feast for us. He gives us blessings and abundance, and he gives us, I think, one of the best blessings, peace in the midst of our trials. And that reminds me that no matter what happens in life, God has already conquered it all. He is our champion. The battle's already won. And there's so many things that could go wrong in life. 90% of the things we worry about don't happen. And the 10% that do happen, we, we really can't control. There's so many things that go on. But the beautiful thing about this section that I think Preston hit on the most was that God will prepare a feast for us. And he wants us to sit with him, take time with him, and focus on him, not everything else that's surrounding us. Because at the end of the day, what truly matters in life and what truly will give us strength is not if we're able to overcome our trials. It's when we turn and face God and ask him to help us. Because he, of course, has already won the battle, but also he has a plan for us and he knows what's in store. So why wouldn't we go to the author of our story for not only strength, but also guidance on how to navigate this story? Preston then said, here's the picture I got. You're in the middle of the circle and you think it's your job to fight back the dogs. You're a little bit more scared than you've been in a while. And while you're focusing on the dogs, behind you, where you can't see it, the God of the universe is preparing a table. It should be a servant doing this work, but the king is doing it. And he spreads this beautifully white, spotless tablecloth on the table. And as you're trying to do what you think you need to do to fight back these dogs, 
He is preparing the table while all of your enemies are watching. And all of a sudden, you hear a voice. Sweetheart, come sit with me. And you respond, but God, do you see what's going on right now? Why don't you come and stand with me? I don't have time to sit right now. Look at all this. And then God responded, honey, come sit with me. Then you turn, head at the table, and rather than see a ten-course meal fit for a king, you see some bread and some wine. You sit down at the table, and he takes the bread. And I want you to understand something. This meal you hold in your hand is the single most expensive meal in all of history of humanity. This meal cost God his son. And of all the meals he could have prepared to make a statement to you and every one of your enemies to watch, this meal was the one he chose. Because there is none better. He takes this bread and he says, This bread represents my son's body, which was broken for you. And then God asked, Every time you eat this bread, will you please do me this favor? Remember me. When you are all too aware of these dogs, Jesus says, don't focus on the dogs. One of the things I want with this meal is to receive your focus. Remember me. And then in the circle, at the table, in the presence of all your enemies, God takes the cup. And I really want to speak to someone, no matter how old you are, who is fixated on the bad they've done. This meal doesn't just apply to you. This meal is for you. And then God takes the cup and he looks at you and he says, you are never going to understand how badly I want to be with you. You can't even wrap your mind around how much I want to spend forever with you. And our response to this so often is, what about all I've done, God? I'm disgusted by some of the things that I've done. But he holds up the cup and he says, this cup represents my son's blood. He shed this blood to cover all of that disgusting stuff for two reasons. First, that we could spend together forever, but then second, so that we wouldn't have to spend time talking about it forever. When the blood of my son is applied to your sin, I choose not to remember it anymore. So I know that was quite a long excerpt from the sermon that Preston did, and I definitely didn't do it justice in the delivery because he spoke so beautifully and so impactfully so i'll definitely be sharing the link to the sermon in the show notes below but that whole section of the sermon truly hit home for me and i really want to talk about it as we close the year 2020 and start 2021 because this idea that god is here for us no matter what even in the presence of these scary dogs even when we feel like we're freaking out we don't have it together or maybe we feel like we have it all together but what happens to us if something bad happens. No matter how we're feeling, God is unchanging and he's the same because he sent his son to die for us because he wants to spend forever with us. He's crazy about us and he chooses not to remember our sin anymore. And the beautiful thing about this is that we could have a clean slate every single day. And what better way to start off the new year by really reminding ourselves, God chooses to love us and to forgive us and that really does help fuel our purpose and take so many burdens off our shoulders. So now that you've heard the passage from Preston's sermon that really hit home for me, I want to share three main takeaways that I got from that sermon. And then I want to dive in to three main ways we could apply 
these truths from this sermon to our everyday life and kick off 2021 on an unburdened and freedom-centered start. So the first takeaway I had was this. When you're fearful, look up, don't look around. And this is something that Preston actually said when he was sharing some takeaways from this sermon. And I think that this really is so helpful. It sounds simple. Look up, don't look around. But when we're staring at these dogs in the face, when we're looking at all these obstacles, all these trials, and maybe they're not negative. Maybe they're obstacles that we want to overcome in our business, in our job. Maybe it's the obstacle of graduating college. That's a huge, marvelous feat. It could be good. It could be bad, depending on the obstacle. So when we're looking at all the things that we have going on this next year or all the baggage that we had from this last year, instead of looking around at all of these things on earth, we should look up to heaven knowing that God has already handled it all. He is our champion. Giants fall where he stands as that those lyrics said in that song I brought up at the beginning of this episode. And it really is encouraging me when I'm overthinking something, when I'm stressed out, when I'm worried, look up, don't look around. Because down here on earth, everything is scary at some point. Okay, when we look at our trials, they're going to be overwhelming because we're only human. They're of course going to be overwhelming. But when we look up to a God who's already completed it all, someone who has more power than we do, we can draw strength from his power. And that point from Preston's sermon is something that I love as a takeaway. So the second takeaway is this. Satan is bound. Preston said in this sermon, If Satan is tied up, whatever he gets from you isn't stolen, it's received. And the point in the sermon that Preston brought this up was when he was talking about the dogs and how they were surrounding us and we were so scared and to us the dogs were really closer than they were and scarier than they were. But the dogs were on a leash. We didn't see that they were on a leash. We just saw how scary they were. On a funny note, I'm a little bit scared of dogs, not going to lie. So even when dogs are on a leash and the owner is holding onto the leash, I still walk on the other side of the sidewalk or I try to avoid the dog because for some reason I'm I'm a little scared of dogs. And so I kind of think of it that way. We're looking at Satan. He's throwing all these lies to us, all these troubles, all these obstacles, all these mistakes we've made. But we forget that he's bound because God has bound him. God is greater than the devil. Goodness outweighs evil when we're thinking about the kingdom of heaven. So Satan is already bound. He is not stronger than God, but we forget that. But since he's bound, whatever he gets from you isn't stolen, it's received. And this is something that I think is so important, and I'll be relaying this a little bit later in the life applications of these takeaways. Now, I just wanted to clarify this takeaway a little bit more. I want to say that there's, of course, things in our life that we cannot control, bad things that Satan has done to us. We can't deny that fact. There are also things in our life that we let Satan take a hold of in our lives. Maybe it's because we didn't take our thoughts captive and we overthought something so much that we let it become a big issue on our heads. That happens to me quite a bit. Maybe there's a temptation in your life where you should put boundaries up, you should put up a wall to strengthen yourself, but maybe Satan is getting in there and he's he's making it hard for you. There's so many ways that we let Satan get into our hearts. Maybe we're not being close enough to God and asking for his strength. Maybe we're putting our faith on the back burner. Satan could come in, even though he's bound, he could come in and take things from us because we're not guarding our hearts, our thoughts, and our minds. And it's so important to take our thoughts captive. I'll be sharing that a little bit later in this episode. 
But we have to understand that the biggest takeaway, I think, from this point is that because Satan is bound by God, we can choose how we respond to certain things. We could choose how to lift up our faith and strengthen it to be strong when then Satan comes and prowls around and wants to take away our joy, wants to make us stressed out. Satan is already bound by God. There are things in this life that we cannot control, but there are also ways where we can control how we respond and how we react to Satan trying to hurt us. And I loved when Preston said that because it showed a lot of different aspects of my life that I should work on to make sure that I don't let Satan cause me to overthink and stress out and, you know, worry about things. So the third takeaway I had from this sermon that I thought was wonderful is that we just need to sit with God. We need to let him refresh us. We need to trust him even when everything around us is telling us to freak out. And to come back to God, I really think we should remind ourselves of what he's done in our past and let this drive us. It's really easy in the middle of a trial, in the middle of something you're worrying about, in the middle of something bad happening, to feel hopeless, to feel nervous, to feel afraid, and really just to have fear. But what helps me in those moments is I look back at all the times God has delivered me from sadness, from Satan, from trials, and realizing he's always showed up for me. And because he's always showed up for me in the past, why won't he show up for me right now? And the best thing we could do is instead of looking around us at the dogs coming after us, we should sit with God, take a moment, breathe, and understand that Satan is bound and that God will help us, help us fight Satan, and help us really seek forgiveness when Satan does end up taking advantage of us. The cool thing about this, and I love this point, is that God has covered all your bases. He's already bound Satan, so you could have strength to fight him back. But if something happens and he affects your life, God is there to forgive you and he's there to help you have a fresh start. So really at the end of the day, God's got you. So I want to go into the three life applications from this sermon and I'm going to be finishing up this episode pretty quick because I want it to be under 30 minutes long so it's not too long for you guys but the first life application is to be surrounded by people who will expose the lies and this is something that Preston also said in his sermon and I love it because this can go many different ways first of all You could be surrounded by people who will expose the lies that Satan is telling you and the lies that people are telling you. There are so many times in my life I look back and if I were just closer to my parents and to my best friends and my sibling at certain points in my life, oh my gosh, I would have been able to overcome obstacles so much quicker. Of course, things happen for a reason and looking back at different mistakes you've made or different things you've gone through, they strengthen you so you could be a better version of yourself in the future, of course, but a lot of times when Satan is telling you something that's not true or when other people are telling you things that aren't true, those that love you and advocate for you will expose those lies. I had a lot of issues with self-worth and self-confidence. And if I was closer to my mom, my dad, my sibling, and my closest friends and opened up to them, they would have encouraged me and uplifted me and refreshed me and would have helped me get out of a hard stage of my life sooner. And so being surrounded by people who will expose these lies can help us overcome these trials and overcome Satan faster than we would if we were all alone. Now, I was able to, you know, reach out to people and they gave me strength to to get back on track with with my self-worth and self-confidence but honestly if I just took the extra step and reached out to people sooner it would have uh I would have gotten better a lot sooner but you live and you learn I guess (laughs) um and then the second life application is to know your weaknesses 
This goes back to whatever Satan takes isn't necessarily stolen, it's received. And when Preston said this, I thought that was so, once again, it's so impactful because there's so many ways that we don't guard our hearts. We don't take our thoughts captive. We choose to worry about certain things instead of letting them go. We choose to give into temptation instead of making the right boundaries and the right stepping stones to not give into temptation. And so to know your weakness and to be honest with yourself is so important. And what I'm going to be doing at the this beginning of this new year is to write a SWOT analysis on my life. This is something I learned from college. Uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, three years of college and I don't really have that many crazy terms to draw from. But one of them is a SWOT analysis. And that stands for strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we can't let our weaknesses and the threats scare us. We should let them drive us to become the best version of ourselves. And when we're honest with ourselves and say, okay, where am I weak? What in my personality is a threat to my success? We can then make a plan on how to overcome these weaknesses and how to overcome these threats. And we have to realize, though, that we cannot depend only on our own efforts because we have gaps and these are our weaknesses and Jesus is perfect and he will fill these gaps. He will fill in our weaknesses. And the thing is, is we should depend less on our own efforts and depend more on Christ's efforts. So I think it's just great to say, okay, we have weaknesses. Let's address what they are. Let's have some self-development on how to overcome these weaknesses, but have this self-development strengthened and fueled by Jesus's strength and his love and his forgiveness. So the third life application that I want to apply to my life after listening to this wonderful sermon is to accept God's grace, walk in God's grace, and give God's grace to others. And it's really hard to forgive ourselves for our past mistakes. It's really hard to forgive others for their mistakes, whether they did them to you or in the past. There's a lot of hurt when it comes to Satan getting involved in our lives in harming us. But that's why Jesus realized, okay, I need to put myself in human form, in the form of a baby, and we just celebrated the birth of Jesus, and that birth meant that we don't have to let the harm and the hurt of Satan affect us anymore. We should accept God's grace, and then we should walk in God's grace. And when I think of walking in God's grace, I think it means forgiving ourselves, working on self-development, feeling uplifted, waking every waking up every day on a positive note, knowing that we have a clean slate, and then we should give this grace to others. Now that we're free, now that we're living on purpose, now that we're not letting Satan tie us down anymore and make us feel burdened, we should do something more. We should give this grace to other people. And so that is my third life application is step in grace, walk in grace, and then give grace to other people. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode today. As we start the new year off, I think one of the most refreshing things we could remind ourselves of is even though this year was a hard year for a lot, there are some ups, there are some downs. Every year has its difficulties. This one had a lot. We could take a breath and sit knowing that no matter what dogs come after us, no matter what Satan tries to throw at us, God is our champion. Giants fall where he stands. We are who he says we are. And he gives us the crown of confidence. He could help us overcome all these things. And we have a clean slate every single day, every single moment to live in freedom and live on purpose for God. I'm excited to talk to you in the next episode. And I hope 
throughout the rest of the week, you will continue to remember that God's got you.